Welcome to the Advanced Relationship Podcast. After 13 years as a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach, I'm here to answer your questions and teach you what I know about the great masculine and feminine dance and how you can create the most intimate, loving, and powerful relationships on the planet. Advanced Relationship Podcast listeners. Today I'm going to be running this podcast episode solo and I'm really looking forward to being here with all of you and I love preparing for these podcast episodes. I love getting a chance to dive deeper into thinking about relationship topics and just diving deeper into all of the different qualities of relationship exploration. And so thanks to those who are in our private Facebook group who are adding comments, adding questions. If you're interested in diving a little bit deeper, go check out our private Facebook group at Advanced Relationship Podcast Community. And those discussions are where we get a lot of ideas for our podcast episodes. So um, before we dive in today, I'm trying to think if there are any other announcements. I know Bryce is getting ready to start up another men's group. So if you're interested in learning more about the men's groups that he offers, go to BryceBauer.com. And if you're interested in getting relationship support from me or Bryce, you can find out more about the coaching that we both do at AdvancedRelationshipAcademy.com. And that's a great option if you're looking to get relationship help either as an individual because your partner is not ready to join yet or perhaps you're single or if you are interested in getting some help as a couple Online, I have the course where I've put together all the videos of everything that I teach my private clients. And you can find that also at advancedrelationshipacademy.com under the coaching tab. It's the relationship, the advanced relationship mastery course. And that's a 20 video online course that goes through everything I teach my private clients. So if you're interested in learning like the fundamentals of the process that I use in my relationship with myself and in my relationship with Bryce, that would be like the main course to go through. From there, if you're interested in diving in a little bit deeper and getting like more one-on-one support, that would be where you would want to look into the coaching option. I actually give all of my coaching clients the mastery course for free. So again, you can find out all of that information on the website. But don't hesitate, if you are wanting more support or help, feel free to reach out. There's a ton of great relational workers in the world, so Bryce and I are just two of many that are out there, and if you feel like you'd like to learn more from one of us or both of us, we would love to help and support you. Let's go ahead and dive into today's topic, and if you liked the title of this, if it was interesting or drew you in or you felt curious, um, that's how I felt when I was going through the post that I'd put on our private Facebook community this last week, and someone made this comment. I just felt really curious about the comment, and it gave me a chance to dive in deeper to a topic that I think will actually help a lot of people. So the question that I had posed in our private Facebook group is, what is one thing about relationships you wish you understood better? And the commenter said, why charismatic men are typically jackasses? So I felt like this could be a good chance to dive a little bit deeper into how do you navigate 
when you are in a situation, a relational situation, and or you've been in a few relational situations, and you're starting to notice like a pattern between people's qualities and the outcome of who they are. So in this example, the quality or the adjective is charismatic. And the outcome or the noun of who this person then is perceived to be is a jackass. So I want to use the scientific method just a bit to explore how do we understand and better understand qualities and outcomes in relationship situations. So again, in this situation, why are charismatic men usually jackasses? Charismatic is the quality. Jackass is the outcome. Okay, so a couple things I want to look at. Causation. Are men jackasses because they're charismatic? Or is there just a correlation? Meaning charismatic men are often jackasses and jackasses are often charismatic men? Like does it just, is there a correlation there between the two? Or is it neither? And how valid and how reliable is that causation or correlation if it does exist? And while I will dive in deeper specifically to this specific question, but I also want to extend it into a broader framework so that it becomes more useful for more people listening today. What we're looking at here is, again, we're taking a quality, which is charismatic, and we're wondering how connected it is to the outcome of someone's being or character. Now, we could do this with other statements as well. So someone might ask me, for example, why are beautiful women usually crazy? Why are wealthy people stuck up? Why are white people so sensitive? Why are black people so aggressive? Right? These are what we call in our society, we call these stereotypes. It's taking a quality and saying that that quality creates a specific outcome in a human being. And we can come up with these patterns of thinking either because we've been through a situation where we've experienced that quality and that outcome as, you know, whether it's a correlation or a causation, we've experienced it multiple times. Or it could be that we're attuned to that for a certain reason, which we're going to dive in deeper into. It could be that there are conditions that make it so when under other conditions it wouldn't be so. So there's so many factors that play into a question like this. And I think it's a helpful question to dive deeper into because we all do it. We all create and automate other human beings. We take human qualities and personality traits and hair color and skin color and weight and age and wealth level, economic status and educational level. And we create in our brains, we automate certain outcomes. Now, the disadvantage of this is that we lose the chance to create more authentic relationships when we do this with ourselves and with others. That's probably the biggest disadvantage that I can see, but that's maybe because I'm so interested in relational work. And depending on what area you're focused on in in life, you might see disadvantages from there. So for example, it may keep us from creating better social solutions. It may keep us from growing in abundance in our societies. So I want to talk a little bit about the idea of compensating qualities. And I'm just kind of making this term up, to be honest. So compensating qualities would be like 
if you are really good at something, it could be considered a compensating quality. Or let's say you have an, a higher than average quality. So we all have areas of our life where we're not as gifted, let's say. In terms of the average and how we as a society would rate something, there are those who are more beautiful than others, for example. Literally, they are scientifically more symmetrical. So there's those that, are, that have a higher than average beauty. Same thing with intelligence. Same thing with any kind of personality trait. So social skills, charisma would be one here. So there's a variety of qualities that we as humans can embody in average ways, higher than average ways, and less than average ways. And what can happen is that most of the time, if we are higher than average in a certain area, we will get feedback from family and or society over the years that lets us know that that is a higher than average quality. So people will either be drawn to us for our higher than average qualities, they will comment on them, we will observe them in other people and be able to see them in ourselves, people that are admired for certain qualities. So at some point along the way, we start to very subtly pick up the things that we are and we do and the traits that we have that are most attractive, that can draw in relational, the type of relational dynamics that we want to be able to have with people. So sometimes I think of these as compensating qualities, meaning someone can be not very beautiful or very handsome, but be very charismatic, charismatic. And the charismatic quality can actually compensate for the lack of physical attraction in certain situations. So compensating qualities are, I find them actually really interesting because it's easy in our brain to think, oh, I want someone who's like this, but sometimes someone comes along and they have a compensating quality that we actually find ourselves very drawn to. So what can happen with these compensating qualities is we may use these qualities as we start to develop strategies to avoid the thing we're most afraid of. And I would say from my perspective, after years of doing not just relational work, but also mental health work, I would say the thing that we are most afraid of is our vulnerable selves, whether that's physically, emotionally, in any way, I would say our deepest fear is experiencing our vulnerable self. So we can use these higher than average qualities we have or these compensating qualities as we develop strategies to avoid the thing we're most afraid of, our vulnerable selves. And then what can happen is then we can be in relationships with people and unconsciously be using a certain strategy and employ a certain quality within that strategy. So the strategy might be to get women to fawn after me. Let's say I'm a man and I go to a bar and my goal is to get women to admire me. And I might use my quality of charisma to do that. Or I might use my quality of height. Or I might use my quality of intellect, right? So really you can use different qualities within the same strategy, but it's going to be most often you're going to use the quality that comes the easiest to you. So I like here to kind of release any judgment on this because I think we all do it. I think we all use our compensating qualities. We all apply them 
to the strategies we use to avoid this thing that we're most afraid of. And we do it in super, super subconscious ways. So I am not immune to this. Over time, the goal is to become more and more conscious and to be able to have more and more choice about how we show up so that we can actually create the relationships we actually want to have. Because the truth is, even men who have a natural gift or they have developed the gift of charisma and who are employing that quality in the strategy of, say, getting women to fawn after them or admire them or sleep with them, you know, they may even find over the years that that's not ultimately what they want. That's not actually getting them the emotional connection that they so deeply crave and desire and the attachment that we all as humans need and want. Again, there's no judgment here and it happens and it works with all types of qualities. So I would say that could be why you would see men who do have the quality of being charismatic, perhaps handsome, perhaps fitting into certain qualities that societal standards either train us to like or that, again, scientifically, biologically, certain characteristics that women might be more drawn to, you know, really strong, charismatic men, yet he may use that quality within his strategy. Does that mean all charismatic men are jackasses? In my own personal experience, that's not the case. So again, men can become conscious of their own qualities and they can decide how to use their qualities. So it really comes down to the bigger question I would have for this question asker would be, what is it about charismatic men that you feel drawn to? Because that might be a quality that you attach to. It may or may not, but this is just something to explore. We all have the qualities in us that we develop, and there are qualities outside of us that we will feel more drawn to than others. There will be certain qualities that we naturally sort of feel attracted to, almost like a magnet. And what you want to watch for is where do you attach? Are you finding yourself in a pattern frequently where you're often drawn to charismatic men? You want to watch for that attachment there because a secure charismatic man is probably going to pick up, not not consciously per se, but he's probably going to pick up a woman who is attached to his charisma in a way where she's almost um, like feeding off it energetically, right? So we can attach to a quality in someone else and try to feed off it energetically. Again, it could be someone's wealth, someone's intellect, someone's beauty, someone's handsomeness, someone's charisma, someone's uh, social circle. We can take a quality that someone has and we can attach to it as though that quality is somehow going to save us from ourselves, from our reality, from our life, ultimately from ourself. So you want to watch for areas where you're attaching to qualities in men. Those are often areas where you It's like a little clue there that you have this opportunity to develop that quality in yourself. If you find yourself really connected and attached to charismatic men, what I would say is learn how to develop charisma inside of you. Because what you'll probably find when you do that is you'll find that charisma, while it's a beautiful quality and it can bring great things to the world, it's not ever going to save you. It's not going to keep you from this thing you're most scared of. 
But when you see a man use it that way, when you see a man use his charisma as a strategy to keep him from the thing he's most afraid of, you may find yourself attaching to that because you may have the same story in your subconscious body-mind system somewhere, which is, wow, charisma is the thing that can save me from the thing I'm most scared of too. And I'm going to attach to him and feed off of that. It won't generally feel ultimately very good to you or to him. And as long as you're trying to attach to a certain quality to save yourself, that person's going to end up not looking like what you want them to look like. And that could be a jackass, that could be a bitch, that could be a, you know, it could be a variety of outcomes that you're like, that's, that's not what I was initially attracted to. But if you attached to that quality and you're trying to feed off of it from someone else, you're ultimately not going to end up where you want to be. And someone who's very secure is going to pick up on that and they'll usually gently walk away. You may not even see them in your reality. You may just continually see charismatic men who are jackasses not ever seeing the charismatic men who are actually also really secure, really open, really honest. So I hope that feels helpful. And to everyone who's listening, pay attention to your stereotypes. This is a great way to work with stereotypes in general, not just in romantic relationships, but in any type of relationship that you have. I think that working with qualities and outcomes and really being able to start to assess, is this a correlation? Is there a causation here? Why am I believing that? I just think this can be a really great way to start to work through this stuff. So I hope that helps sending lots of care to everyone listening. Take care and I'll talk to you soon.